0: My name is Michael Hildebrand, and I am the director of the Upstate Mobility Alliance. We are a nonprofit focused on making the upstate of South Carolina a vibrant and connected region in the areas of transportation and mobility. Today, we have Mary McGowan, board chair of Bikewalk Greenville, with us. Welcome, Mary. Thank you for being here.
1: I'm so happy to be here.
0: So first, why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and then uh, the purpose of Bike Walk Greenville and how you got involved.
1: Yeah, so uh, my name is Mary McGowan, like you said, and I moved to Greenville in 2014. So I've been here for six years, which is kind of surreal to me because the second I got to Greenville, it just felt like home. So six years feels like a very short time and a long time all at once. I moved here from Charleston. One of my main priorities at the time was moving to a place where I could ride my bike more. I loved riding a bike for transportation in Charleston, but The way that city is designed, you pretty much have to get in your car to cross over from one island or peninsula to the other um, over 526. So it was kind of huge to me to suddenly, finally live in a place after several years of living in Charleston, I should say. I didn't grow up there or anything, but I got used to that. And then moving to Greenville, all of a sudden I could figure out some way to get from point A to point B on a bike. So I pretty much just stopped driving my car once I moved here. And everyone thought I was nuts. (laughs) But uh, within a year, I had sold my car. Um, I worked in a bike shop for the first year I was here. I was in grad school, just Ever since, you know, finding a job, I work for Greenville County Schools now as a speech therapist, and all my spare time is pretty much spent biking, whether recreationally or I'm volunteering. I'm just super, super passionate about it. It definitely changed my life for the better. And it's not just recreation for me. It's definitely transportation. Yeah, I sold my car in 2015, and I never looked back. I think it's it's something that a lot of people at least tell me that they'd love to do. And so I'm just very passionate about bringing that kind of mobility access, whether it's walking, biking, micro-mobility in general. I'm really passionate about making that more accessible for more people because (laughs) as the saying goes, if I had a nickel for every person who's told me that they'd like to do what I do, they'd like to bike commute, they'd like to you know, just feel safe walking in their neighborhood, uh, in terms of traffic, I would have enough money to pave all the sidewalks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That, uh, that we want. So, so I was, uh, I've been on the board of Bike Walk Greenville for a couple of years now. And I started as board chair, just short of a year ago, of course, 2020 through us all through a loop, So we have we've had to pivot a little bit and kind of alter what were our original plans for our focus and our advocacy. But overall, we want to get more safe biking and walking infrastructure built in Greenville County, and that is still and pretty much always will be our goal.
0: So it's neat because one of the pieces of your website that I really like is the ability for people to go on your website and actually suggest where sidewalks and bike paths should be. And so I'm kind of curious about what kind of information you've received from that. Have you been able to see any trends? Are there certain areas of, the, of Greenville that people are making more requests for? Or, or what are you finding from that?
1: Yeah, there are definitely some different trends there. We definitely see a lot of requests near schools and places where children are um, in public buildings, such as libraries, places where people really want to get out and about. We know that biking and walking improvements need to happen even where sidewalk infrastructure already exists. So it, it kind of spans a lot of different categories, but definitely around neighborhoods, where a lot of newer neighborhoods on different parts of Greenville are designed so that there are no sidewalks and they're kind of bottlenecked. So they kind of spit everyone out onto busy roads. Um, So that is a major issue. And of course, when that happens, it's much more difficult to retrofit those sidewalks in. It's like once it's built, then people see Oh, there there's supposed to be a sidewalk here, <laughs> right? Um, and unfortunately, at that point, it's um, it's much more of a logistical and financial burden to to make that happen. But people definitely want sidewalks near their neighborhoods. They want it near places of business, whether that's a sidewalk period or sidewalk improvements we need wider sidewalks, we need um, ADA accessible sidewalks, we need multimodal paths, really all of those things. And the I would say the, the main issue with these is unless we have an overall connected network, it's really uh, difficult to just put in a sidewalk in one place and then just have it end somewhere. That's something that you will see all over Greenville where it's like, okay, pavement, pavement, pavement. And then as they say, where the sidewalk ends. <laughs> but,
0: and especially I've noticed, uh, you know, as, as the ordinances and things change, you know, you have a, a new neighborhood pop up and that neighborhood will have really great sidewalks and it'll end on a major road with no sidewalks at all. And so mm-hmm. uh, you're right. I mean, it, it's, it, it's almost as if, yeah, you know, we need to go back a little bit and look at where we have sidewalks and where we don't and try to piece those gaps back together to make a cohesive path. So it's interesting. So walk has been around since, I guess, 2013. Uh, you moved here mm-hmm. in 2014. And when I think back to that time in Greenville, so I've been in Greenville for A long time now. Uh, That period of time, I still want to think, to myself at least, that Greenville was not very bike and walk friendly. So I'm curious, what have you seen six years that you've been here? uh, What have been some of the really great wins for Bike Walk Greenville?
1: Yeah, so most recently, our public partnership with the county uh, for building the Lakeview Link has probably been our biggest win. We have our eyes on several different targets that are really going to show or showcase the the concepts for different types of infrastructure. We're um, really advocating for and looking forward to the construction of the diagonal crossing and traveler's rest, um, which will be an all-way pedestrian um, crossing.
0: And that's at um, the intersection just before Sunrift Adventure, right?
1: Yes, right by Tandem and Sunrift. Right. These are things that we have seen in other places, whether in South Carolina or other comparable cities to, to Greenville on Travelers Rest. And we know that they're really good fits for the upstate because they've been so successful in other places. But by bringing these projects to where people can see them in person, I think that's going to have an enormous impact. So with the Lakeview Link, our impact that we want to see there um, that we want to show people is how much of a difference it makes when you connect a neighborhood and a school bike road like Old Buncombe Road, when you can connect those to the trail safely for you know, families to bike, for these middle school students, for just people in the neighborhood to get to the trail. That connectivity is something that we really want to um, emphasize, and we want people to have something to point to and say, I want that. We want people to be able to go to their county council rep and say, well, this neighborhood has access to the trail and I want that too. Or, you know, this neighborhood got this safe crosswalk. That's, you know, that's what we want. So kind of by painting the picture, we're hoping to really get people excited about this infrastructure and show them that it is possible and really get the ball rolling. And of course, the the huge one is the SRT extension coming to the Southeast side of town. And I think once we have that, again, connectivity to a whole lot of commuters and a whole lot of people in Greenville who previously didn't have any sort of really meaningful bike and walk infrastructure. Again, I think once people get a taste of it, the idea is that we're going to hopefully get them excited about it and get them to want some more.
0: And I'm gonna put you on the spot here and uh, ask you two questions, and maybe you can answer one if you don't wanna answer the other one. So, you talked about relationships and reaching out to County Council. And Bikewalk Greenville, I feel like, does a really great job in their advocacy efforts with city and county council. So what's been your experience when people do reach out to county council members? Is that an effective strategy for the community? So you, know, you said you, you know, people will see a project and then you encourage them to reach out to their council member. Do you see that that is an effective strategy and then if you're willing to, I'd be interested to know who are some of the, you know, maybe we call them the friends of, of Bike Walk Greenville, those elected officials that really have been great advocates for you.
1: Yeah, so I'm always an advocate of people reaching out to their, their local county council. I think in general... I'm not sure that people realize how much of an impact city and county council have on all of these decisions. Yes, SCDOT has their rules and there are a ton of state-owned roads um, in Greenville that we have to get road studies and approval for say, putting in a bike lane somewhere. However, county council has so much um, impact especially on the budget for the different projects that are going to get built. So approval is one thing but m- making sure that the you know the budget gets allocated for a certain project is huge and so, thankfully, we were able to reach out to uh, Butch Curvin, our county council chairman, um, earlier this year, and we were able to to advocate for, successfully, the repaving of the Swamp Rabbit Trail. With all of the funding changes this year that happened because of COVID, there was a huge risk of losing that allocation for the repaving of the trail. And it was, I don't want to just take credit for it, it wasn't just us, but because they understood what an impact that the, the trail has on Greenville and how important it is to people that it is safe and accessible for people to not have to run over a huge, <laughs> a huge bump <laughs> in the trail. Yeah. Understanding the, the necessity for that was just really, really key to them making sure that that funding did not get put somewhere else or reallocated to a different infrastructure project. You know, they, they had the legal ability to do to say, oh, we need it for this, but we were able to keep that repaving, that repaving project um, on task. And then, you know, city councils really is very important too. They have been very supportive um, getting a mobility manager, uh, Kaylin Owens, in in the city department has been very helpful. And so that is has created a position. And now we are in con, kind of constant contact with Kaylin about different projects that the city is going to prioritize and plan and have underway, such as, you know, where we can put in a protected bike lane, for example, or where some traffic calming measures are going to go in. So that just having those connections is, is very helpful, but we definitely want to serve as a bridge as well and encourage people to, to contact their county council, their city council, their state representatives, and let them know that it's important because if our representatives understand how important it is, it is something that they will, now everyone's different, but, <laughs> but they will, um, you know, go to bat for in different ways, or at least not look for that pot of money first when they're trying to get funding for something so. yeah,
0: no I mean that's absolutely right and that's been my experience is uh, that the more members of, of their district they hear from the more important and, and the higher up it gets on their priority list and I think that's I think that's really important so you mentioned you know covid and having to you know readjust or maybe, you know, just make sure you look at your priorities properly. And and also we've found that, you know, COVID has gotten people out more. Bikes are, you know, have been selling out, you know, all over town. You can't find a bike anywhere. And so has COVID uh, been helpful um, in some ways for your organization?
1: I don't want to call it helpful, (laughs) but it has certainly brought to light some very, very pressing issues. When when something like this happens, it's, it's clear that, People you know, need to have access to safe places to get outside. This is something that I feel, because I'm a bike commuter, I feel it kind of constantly. I feel this constant urge to get outside. When I started working from home this year, I started feeling claustrophobic because I'm used to being able to get fresh air and sunshine twice a day every day. It's kind God. of built into my life. And so I think with this disruption in our usual routines and schedules and realizing, wow, I need something to do maybe with my family, not in front of a screen, or I need some fresh air, I'm going a little stir crazy spending all this time at home, whatever that is, because of course people have had all different experiences this year. I think overall, it absolutely has brought to light how we need to have access to our public spaces. And so in line with that, we've advocated for a 20 is plenty campaign inside city limits because we know that when car traffic slows it doesn't necessarily impede your the time it takes for you, for someone in a car to get to point from point A to point B but it drastically reduces um, the number of deaths and accidents from a car hitting a pedestrian with all these you know children who have been at home well the schools have been closed, you know families being home more people out on the streets. It's just really brought to light how much we need, even more than usual, because I will say that this is a common uh, thing that we hear from neighborhood associations that, yes, cars just go too fast. Again, it's just been brought to the forefront. It's been brought to light that, you know, so slower speeds in residential areas is a huge priority. And just the need for more biking and walking, you know, space. If we didn't have the trail, I don't know where we'd be. And it's really important to remember all of the parts of Greenville that don't have access to that. I really, whenever I talk about this, I really try to share like personal anecdotes. So just one really quick is I I have co-workers who have young children? You know, working in a school, I have a lot of I have a lot of coworkers with young children. It just breaks my heart when I'm told, "Oh, I want. Um, where do you recommend that I go and and teach my kid to learn to ride? Or where do you think I should go to walk my baby in a stroller?" And wow. sometimes I'm, I'm just given a pause. I'm like, because I I grew up in a neighborhood that my parents made sure that it was a quiet neighborhood where I could ride a bike and we could take family walks. And it just is so tragic to me that everyone doesn't have that. It's something that, you know, is just really, really important for our communities and for our kids to have that. You shouldn't have to get in a car to go drive over to the trail or a high school track or somewhere where you're not going to get hit by a car just to take a walk with your kids.
0: Well, Mary, I appreciate your time today. And and just last question. So how can people learn more about your organization? And if they want to get involved, you know, what can they do? How can they get involved?
1: Yeah, so um, you can follow us on social media. Uh, Frank is our director, and he does a wonderful job of keeping our Facebook and Twitter up to date. Um, I try to run our Instagram, so you will see slightly different content there, kind of try to keep it fresh and interesting, keep an ear to the ground, and uh, let people know about different closures or changes or, um, you know, volunteer opportunities. We we share all sorts of things to our social media. You can also go to our website, uh, which is bikewalkgreenville.org. We have a sign up for our online newsletter. We do not send out a crazy amount of newsletters, so I promise you'll only get like very key updates there. And if you want to reach out to me, um, if you want to learn more about our board, or just want to connect with me, uh, if you have an idea or anything, I'm always happy to talk about this stuff. And my email is mary at mikewalkgreenville.org.
0: Mary, I appreciate your time. This has been really great. And just thank you for this.
1: Yeah, thank you so much.